if you are careful, more careful, and I don't mean you personally, I mean in general, if we are more careful, more specific and purposeful with the words that we use, we're going to make a difference in the way other people, the people who are hearing us or listening to us, take in the information and what they eventually do with that information. This episode is brought to you by my book, Speak From Within. Review what's inside and purchase it at isoldat.com slash speak hyphen book. Hello, and welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg. Whether you're writing the first sentence of a story or solving the climate crisis, you need to think in new ways. On the show, I interview peak performers who are coming up with those creative solutions. Through creativity, action, inspiration, and innovation, they're changing the world. I also bring you ideas and techniques that you can use to unlock your potential to do the same. And now, let's get to the show. Hello, and welcome to another Vegan Life Solutions episode of the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg. Thank you so much for being here. Today, I want to talk about something that I have sort of talked about before, but I want to reiterate how important it is. And what I'm talking about right now is words. What words we use to describe anything, to talk about anything, indicate to us our level of proximity to that thing, whatever it is. Like if you're thinking about being a, whether or not you're a pessimist or an optimist, there is that old chestnut, whether or not you look at the glass as half full or half empty. But that depends on what perspective you have. The glass is not half full or half empty. The glass is full always. It's full of water and air, for example, not only half full of water or only half full of air. So those are things that we need to think about is what is your perspective when it comes to thinking about how you use to describe whatever it is you're talking about. And here I want to talk about dead animals. It's a Vegan Life Solution episode, so you know we're going to be talking about animals in some way. And I'm thinking recently a lot about what we use to describe dead cows. We say beef, right? Dead cows that are being used for food. Let me clarify. We say beef. Beef is this, uh, it's got this connotation of we're going to beef it up. Oh, he was a beefy man, right? So we think of beef as a positive word. And yet when you look at what beef is, beef is dead cow. And the same goes for pork. Pork is something that we think of as, oh, it's food. But we've separated ourselves. We've changed our perspective on the fact that it's a dead pig. Veal is a dead piglet right? When you're looking at these kinds of perspectives and word shifts, you have to look at how we take in those messages. When you say the word beef, you are separated from the fact that it's a dead being, that it's a dead cow that you are thinking about eating. And I know that this is a Vegan Life Solutions episode, so if you're listening to this, you're either vegan or thinking about being vegan, but it's something that we all need to look at. How do we refer to these beings that are being, that we are slaughtering, can't say that are being slaughtered, because frankly, that's another way of removing yourself, of distancing yourself, right? They are being slaughtered. Someone out there somewhere is doing it. Yes, but we're 
part of the human race and these are humans that are doing it who are slaughtering these animals by the billions every year. And so it is interesting to me that chicken stays chicken, turkey stays turkey. But when you think about all of them, it's called fowl, F-O-W-L. And so, again, we're not we're not looking at it as much when you're talking about uh, whether or not you're talking about chickens, game hens, uh, they call them that. Uh, and game, of course, is animals killed to be eaten, we think. And so... So we have to always look at what that perspective brings us. What are you actually talking about when you use the word beef or when you use the word pork? Uh, fish, also you say fish, uh, although that they, they've also sort of removed that in the language too. It's all about how we look at it. And that always brings me to uh, phrases, right? Idiomatic expressions. So my favorite change is... Uh, from there's more than one way to skin a cat. Think about that, skinning a cat. Oh, how awful. I've changed to there's more than one way to bake a pie, which is true. Uh, I don't have a dog in this fight. I have changed to I don't have a chili in this cook-off. Uh, there's, there's more than one way to win a race. That's great, perfectly fine. I have no problem with it. But there are so many others that we can look at that are that are things that we can change. Uh, a whole other kettle of fish, for example, I've turned into a whole other kettle of corn. Because, of course, you can have kettle corn. I love kettle corn. It's usually sweet and it's delicious. So I can look at the way I'm using words and see what my perspective is based on that. So if you have words in your life, if you have words that you're using regularly to describe uh animals or to describe your own life, for example, please look at what words you're using and whether or not you're accepting things about the world, about about animals or about yourself that maybe you don't want to accept, right? When we're talking about this, it's crucial to remember that the words we use matter, they matter so much because every time you say a word, you change your brain a little bit, right? You you have focused the word in a specific perspective. You focus the word from a perspective that is a specific point of view. And that means that as you're doing this, as you're talking about what you're eating, what you're putting in your body, what you're putting on your body, you can change up common words and phrases that you have always used probably we we've all used beef as a term that separates the dead animal from what we're putting on our plate everybody has there's i don't know anybody who hasn't who's an english speaker of course uh so so there is this this thing that we can do that oh okay let's talk about it in a slightly different way let's change up how we're referring to these beautiful beings that are uh, that are dying for humans to eat. Because the more we say, for example, dead cow, because I don't anymore say beef, I don't. Whenever I have to refer to that in any way, I say dead cow. I say dead pig. I no longer say pork and beef because that changes my brain and it reminds me. And what's also interesting is it reminds the people I'm talking to, too. And I've had people get in my face about that and say, oh, you know, stop doing that. And I'll say, what What about that makes you uncomfortable? And that's something that, that they 
need to think about, right? If if you are saying something like this and it's making the person you're speaking to uncomfortable, that discomfort is trying to tell them something. And the psychology behind that is really pretty simple. We have accepted that it's just the way it is that we have factory farming. It's just the way it is that we humans slaughter animals for food. We've just accepted it, but we don't have to, right? And one of the things that you can do if you're interested in uh, making those kinds of changes systemic is start changing the way you refer to these animals. Start changing the way you refer to what I'm starting to call even non-human animals, because I believe humans are part of the animal kingdom. We're not vegetable, we're not mineral, we're part of the animal kingdom. And so so I've started even doing that. I've started adding non-human to my animal phrasing because, again, it's a way of reminding all of us, and it may make people uncomfortable with that sort of reminding, but that's okay. You know, if they're uncomfortable, that's not about you. That's about them. And I've had, as I said, I've had people get in my face, how dare you? Well, I dare because I care about the animals that are dying by the billions every year. I care about each one of them. And this is my small way as a communicator, as someone who has a podcast, who has thousands upon thousands of monthly listeners, I want to be sure that I'm saying things in the way that will make the most impact, that will be the most inclusive, that will educate as much as entertain. And that's the whole point of this. So I'm going to encourage you to think about some of these and I'm going to put I'm going to do another episode, I think, uh, really delineating all of those phrases that I've changed. Like I don't have a pie in this contest. I don't have a chili in this cook off. Uh, there's a whole other kettle of corn. There, there are lots of different ones that I've sort of started really playing with and really looking at the language and going, yeah, is this OK? For example, I, I was trying to come up with a uh, another way of saying three dog night. And what is the the term? What does the term mean? It means the night is so cold that <laughs> the three dogs sort of you w- you would want three dogs around you uh, to <laughs> to keep you warm. And I thought about that and I went, is that something that I need to worry about as far as my phrasing itself? And I decided no. And the reason is because dogs uh, have been companions to humans for thousands upon thousands, millennia, thousands of years. And I am okay with that being part of what we talk about when we talk about dogs and how we share our lives with them, that it can be a three dog night. I have two cat nights regularly. My cats really, they like to lie on me when we sleep, uh, in part because they're cold, in part because I think I'm lumpy enough that they think, oh, this is comfortable. But I think the point here is, is that if you are careful, more careful, and I don't mean you personally, I mean in general, if we are more careful, more specific and purposeful with the words that we use, we're going to make a difference in the way other people, the people who are hearing us or listening to us, take in the information and what they eventually do with that information. Super crucial way of looking at this, because if you're talking to yourself, that changes your brain. Every time you say something, every time you do something, there's a little tiny bit of your brain that's changing, that's growing and stretching, because that's the whole point. They used to think the brain was static. We now know it's not. These synapses and these neural pathways keep being formed as long as you keep taking in new data, new information. So you're also helping yourself when you do this. But if you're talking to other people, if you have a wider reach, if you're a podcaster yourself, if you are talking and communicating to a great array of people every single day, or even a small array of people, quite frankly, 
look to changing the way you refer to some of these uh, some of these situations and phrases. Look the next time you're thinking of saying, well, I don't have a horse in this race. Say, I don't have a pie in this contest. And see if somebody looks at you funny. See what your own reaction is and see what other people's reactions are because I'm willing to bet you they're going to look at you kind of like, huh? And if they ask, you can say, I'm choosing to speak in a more cruelty-free way. And that is a beautiful thing. All right. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Vegan Life Solution of the Creative Solutions podcast. I am Isolde Trachtenberg, and I am super grateful that you took the time to be here. This episode is brought to you by my book, Speak From Within. And it's a book all about engaging, inspiring, and motivating audiences. And this sort of thing is in the book. I went into detail into the book, uh, into these uh, thoughts in the book. And also, if you've interested in overcoming any sort of public speaking fears, that book will really help because I used to have, not that you'd know it now, I used to have a public speaking phobia. So I encourage you to check out the book. You can find the link in the show notes or you can find it at http colon slash slash isoldatea.com slash speak hyphen book. And uh, also remember, as always, Brain FM is one of the other sponsors of this show. I love Brain FM. I use it every day. And also uh, uh, Podbean. <laughs> Couldn't think of it for a second. Podbean is one of the sponsors of the show. It's an affiliate for me. It's where I host my podcast and I love, 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 love it. All right. I hope you enjoyed the show. I invite you to get in touch with me if you have any sort of a phrase or anything like that that you would like to brainstorm changing from something that is uh, cruelty inspired to something that is not. I would love to brainstorm with you. I'm going to put a partial list because I'm always adding to the list in the show notes just so that you have it. And I hope that you, again, I'm saying this for the I think fifth time. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Until next time, I remind you, as always, to be bold, be creative, and most of all, be kind. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here. Please subscribe to the podcast if you're new, and it would mean the world to me if you told a friend about it. Today's episode was produced by Isolde Trachtenberg and is copyright 2023. As always, please remember this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Past performance does not guarantee future results, although we can always hope. Until next time, keep living what you believe in. Thank you.